Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. It is 2023. That means next year is 2024. And what that means is a 2024 presidential election. And what that means is the 20, 2024 Republican and Democratic primaries. And what that means is another election season. So this election season is wrapping up this year. We've seen the entrance of multiple new candidates into the election campaign, into the election game, particularly for the Republican nomination, which is much more contested than the Democratic nomination because Biden's the incumbent. And recently, we've seen Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, enter the race. So last week, I was block walking for a local political candidate for city council in my district. And I was talking to a lot of people, and they had no idea who their city councilwoman was. They didn't know who the candidates were. They didn't know there was an election. And, you know, city council is a lot different than the president of the U.S., but it made me think that sometimes people really don't know who their candidates are. And especially when you're in a primary, when there are a lot of different candidates, it can be easy to lose sight of who's there. And you just see the big names. And Ron DeSantis is one of the big names, but he's just emerged with his announcement last week. And so in this episode, we're going to try to explain who is he. And uh, maybe by the end of it, you'll, you'll learn a little bit more about him. So he's the current governor of Florida. He grew up there as a child and he was elected in 20, 2018 to serve as the governor, reelected recently um, after previously serving in Congress since 2012. Before Southern Congress in 2012, Ron DeSantis went to Yale University, uh, and then he actually worked his way through Yale, and then he went to Harvard Law School, and then after that, he enlisted in the military, I believe in the Marines, and he became a, um, a JAG, which is a Judge Advocate General, which is a basically a military lawyer uh, who works in the military courts, uh, which is a different court system, and he went to the University of, University of Virginia, the JAG school at the University of Virginia, to learn how to be a JAG. Yet... In 2012, he becomes, you know, he runs for the, for the House position. Then he becomes the, the governor. And now he's on to the next step, which is president of the United States. So during his tenure as governor, DeSantis has made a lot of headlines and has made the national news. I'm someone from Houston, Texas, and I've read about him in the news all the time. I feel like I'm constantly hearing about him. And that's because he's made a big name for himself in Florida politics. One of the biggest issues that he's taken part while in office. It was with Disney. Disney, uh, in March 2022, spoke out. The head of Disney, the CEO, Bob Chappick, spoke out against one of DeSantis's bills that he signed called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Now, this wasn't the actual name, but that's what the Florida Democrats have called it because the bill basically prevents public school teachers in Florida from discussing LGBT, the LGBTQ community. So for example, if a kid has lesbian or gay parents, they could potentially not be allowed to talk about their parents. And so this has angered a lot of people in Florida um, who believe that this is wrong, unequal, and homophobic, transphobic. And so Disney and Bob Chappick, they believed it was their duty because of Disney World in Florida to speak out against this, to protect their employees because you know they live in Florida, they have to deal with this. And DeSantis, fire right back. And he said to Chappick, he said, if Disney wants to pick a fight, they chose the wrong guy. Now, 
What's interesting about Disney, Disney has special permission since the 1960s from the state of Florida to operate a special district. Um, so Disney World is actually not in any official county. It offers it, it operates in a in a in a district that it's under its own jurisdiction. Um, and basically, because the CEO of Disney spoke out against Ron DeSantis's bill, Ron DeSantis wanted to fire back. So what 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 Ron DeSantis did is he changed the structure of this special special district that Disney controlled. This it was a special tax zone, so Disney was not taxed at the same rate. So Ron DeSantis changed the name of the the, the special tax zone to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Furthermore, the board of the oversight district of the special tax zone used to be nominated by Disney. Disney used to control who was running the special oversight district. Ron DeSantis with state legislature support, now switched it to where he, as the governor, got to appoint the people running the district. Basically, what this means is Disney doesn't have control of the district anymore. Now the governor does. And this is going to cause a lot of hiccups for, the, for, for Disney in the future because they're going to have to pay more taxes. They're going to have more lawsuits filed against them. They're going to have to deal with the state government, whereas in the past, they got to control everything on their own. Disney in turn has fired back with their own lawsuits, claiming the governor can't do this. And currently, we're in uh, an intense legal battle between the government of Florida and DeSantis against Disney over this issue. And it all started with one of the most controversial bills that DeSantis has helped pass during his term in office. Then another issue that DeSantis has tackled while in office is abortion. In April, he signed a controversial bill uh, after the legislature of Florida had passed it that eliminated abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, which had previously followed 15-week ban um, after Roe v. Wade was overturned. So Roe v. Wade was overturned, they had a 15-week ban, and now it's gone down to a six-week ban. Very little time before you would really notice until you're pregnant, people can be late. That gives very little time for people to get an abortion. And so some are saying it as practically an entire ban on abortion as a whole. And this follows states like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Georgia, which have basically forbidden abortions outright. Yet uh, Florida has moved in that direction. And as such a large and influential state, you have advocates around the country and particularly in Florida speaking out against it. Yet state government does what state government wants to do. He has also signed crucial legislation regarding immigration. He signed a new law limiting, limiting undocumented immigrants' access to social services like schools and medical services. Last year, in a political stunt to make a political statement about illegal immigration, DeSantis spent a million and a half dollars flying migrants from Florida to Martha's Vineyard to make a statement to the rich and, and le- left-leaning, liberal-leaning elites in Martha's Vineyard and in the, in the Northeast. Um, and then he's also spoken about issues such as wokeness, which is something he's running on in his new platform, where Ron DeSantis says one of the problems with this, with this country is that the woke mob on Twitter and the woke mob on the streets get to determine what the government does and get to determine what the, the weak you know, left government does. And what he's done in Florida is he's actually he signed a law that banned critical race theory in schools. Courts actually overturned this law. So, it, you know, it, it no longer stands. Yet he's also prohibited some diversity initiatives on the Florida public campuses. He's against wokeness. And that's what he's declaring in his new campaign is against the left and, and against this weak backbone of government. In addition to all of these initiatives that are kind of trying trying to tackle what's going on, what he calls the woke left, he is also focused now on his presidency outside of Florida. And he's in the past few months trying to build that up. He's received lots of donations in his Friends for DeSantis pack. Millions of dollars are coming in. He's received lots of donations and has built up, is trying to build up a large group of supporters to go volunteer for him throughout the country in critical battleground states that he wants to win. In fact, 
a political action committee, which is not official his official campaign, but is another group that supports his campaign. The multiple political action committees have raised over $100 million in support of Ron DeSantis. And there's one particular political action, action committee that is going to go and knock on the doors of every potential DeSantis voter in those four states at least four or five times. With $100 million, they're going to go knock on hundreds and hundreds of thousands of doors to get votes for DeSantis. So he has a lot of money, less than Trump, but a significant amount of money. That takes a lot of money and a lot of a lot of volunteers. As I was saying earlier, when I was doing block walking a week ago, there were a few of us and we got to maybe 20 houses, 30 houses in three hours. So to get to millions of houses and multiple states, that would take thousands, even more uh, of volunteers and a lot of time and investment and money going into that. So on Wednesday, May 23rd, that was the official day DeSantis announced his candidacy. And he did so on Twitter. And he there was some glitches and technical problems on the Twitter, so he didn't get as much momentum as possible. But the interesting part about it was he hosted a Twitter space, like a Twitter, I guess, Zoom or press conference with Elon Musk. Elon Musk claims it was not an endorsement because he was only present to express that Twitter is like a place for public discourse. Yet it was quite in- interesting that DeSantis teamed up with one of the most influential people in the country, if not the world, Elon Musk, to make this big announcement. So in his platform, biggest issues for him are certain things that he considers problems with uh, America right now. He believes that illegal immigration on our southern border is a huge problem, and this is causing crises like the fentanyl crisis with drugs and crime, he believes, is also a result of this and other initiatives that he thinks the left are taking on. So that's an issue he wants to tackle. In addition, he also wants to tackle inflation and help the middle class thrive and make ends meet. And also, overall, he wants to attack the left and the woke mob, and he believes that People are being silenced today with canceling, and he believes that average Americans are having things thrown down their throats by the woke mob. So he thinks that um, as president, he wants to suppress this and make America freer in in a a situation where the left has less control over the average American. So DeSantis' official campaign slogan is the great American comeback, which to me sounds a lot like Donald Trump's from 2016, make America great again. But in his great American comeback, he has kind of three, I put it into three large categories of, 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 of solutions for this comeback, things he's going to do to help us foster this comeback. The first one is economic. Um, and this is, this is really based on the inflation, which has taken place since COVID. He blames on the Biden administration. And this inflation has priced many Americans out of homes, out of being able to buy products. He wants to, to stop the inflation and stop pricing middle-class families out of, of the things they need to buy to help Americans be in a better financial situation. On the other side of the economic is he wants to foster energy independence so we're not reliant on any other countries, especially in the Middle East, for oil. In addition, he wants to focus on law and order by, as I mentioned, stopping illegal immigration and drug cartels and the fentanyl crisis. He really wants to tackle that issue, supporting law enforcement as well to stop crime and help make American cities safer. And then lastly, integrity. He wants to make sure that American institutions like the military are supported. He believes that similarly to other Republicans like Trump, that woke culture is destroying America and its uh, establishments like the military, like the police, uh, that America is losing its patriotism. And and he thinks that through his campaign, he can help build this back. So the real challenge for DeSantis will be getting the Republican nomination because you have multiple candidates. Of course, you have Donald Trump, who is, you know, and he was the president for four years, obviously is a, is the largest player in the, the Republican field at this point. 
And that's going to be DeSantis' largest enemy or piece of competition. But other competition comes from Nikki Haley, uh, former governor of South Carolina and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. It comes from a, a guy who's blowing up on, on Instagram and, and TikTok. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy. So it's going to be hard for him to, to jump through these hurdles, particularly Trump has seen DeSantis as his biggest competition. And in 2018, when DeSantis was running for governor, Trump was initially extremely supportive of, of DeSantis. He he endorsed him officially as, as president. He endorsed DeSantis. He told his voter his supporters in Florida to go vote, go out and vote for DeSantis. But when talks of DeSantis running for president in 2024 began, and when talks of DeSantis being competition to Trump began, Trump turned on him as he you know as he does, and he made nicknames for DeSantis, and he said DeSantis is is is, is not prepared, and, and all these different things about him. DeSantis has responded saying things like government is not about entertainment. It's not about building a brand. And he says that you know directly to Trump. He said Trump is stuck in the past. And then in response to DeSantis's presidential announcement, congratulating him, Trump said, hopefully we'll get the full experience of being attacked by the Marxist, communist, and radical left lunatics of our country, without which he will never know the kind of job he is doing. So in a joking way, Trump is wishing DeSantis a really hard time as, as president you know, to to prove that that DeSantis truly isn't capable. So overall, it's going to be a really intense political race, a, a political primary, because you have a lot of key players. You have Trump, who has really changed the Republican Party, versus DeSantis, who in a lot of ways was similar to Trump uh, and was pretty radical like Trump. But now he's becoming the more sane option and less crazy option when compared to someone like Trump, which, you know, kind of says something about the, the Republican Party and the options. But we'll just have to wait and see who has the better campaign. This is going to close off this week's episode of The Young Perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate your continued support. We're just about to hit 10,000 listens. So we're excited. We're wondering who's going to be that 10,000th listener. You can find more of us at our website at theyoungperspective.net. Also, our Instagram is the underscore young underscore perspective. You can email us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. And this was The Young Perspective.